everyone. My name is Michelle, and welcome to Romcom Weekly. Today, my friend Valerie is back, and we're talking about the movie To All the Boys, Always and Forever. Hi, Val. Hello, hello. I'm so happy to talk to you. I know, it's kind of bittersweet. It is, it is. This will be a journey. I'm excited. Let's just dive right in. (laughs) So a few things about this movie. It was released in February of 2021. It's directed by Michael Fimunari, screenplay written by Katie Lovejoy, based on the book written by Jenny Han, and it stars, of course, Lana Condor and Noah Centineo. The IMDb.com summary is, senior year of high school takes center stage as Laura Jean returns from a family trip to Korea and considers her college plans with and without Peter. It has a 6.3 on IMDb and... For a Netflix film, of course, no box office gross, but here I found a stat that says it was the most watched film on its debut weekend, and it was watched by 51 million households in the first quarter. Oh my gosh. A lot of households. (laughs) It is. (laughs) All right, Val. So with that, what are you rating this movie on a scale from 1 to 10? I give this third one a 7.5. Okay. Um, I'm lockstep with you. I'm also giving it a 7.5. But I I went back and referenced the scores that we gave the first two movies. So if Mm -hmm. I may, just to kind of, you know, calibrate where we are right now. So to all the boys one, I gave that a whopping 8.4. Wow. (laughs) You gave that a 7. A 7, huh? Okay. To all the boys two, I gave that movie a 7 and you gave it a 6.5. Oh, interesting. So you're rating this movie higher than the first, actually. Yeah, that kind of surprises me. I don't remember giving it a what, six? You seven. Said six? Seven. seven? Hmm. Yeah, so the first one for you was seven, second one was 6.5, and then this one is a 7.5. Very interesting. Okay. Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> I mean, obviously, for the listeners out there, we're talking about this movie because... Val has gone through with me on this journey of these movies. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But since this movie only came out like five months ago, it's kind of hard to answer what's your relationship with this movie. But I guess, Val, you know, where were you when you first saw this movie since it was just five years ago? Or five months ago, sorry. Well, I can't believe it is five months ago. It really does feel like more five years ago. (laughs) I can't. This whole year, this whole past year has been so. Yeah. Wacky. Warped. Yeah. But to answer your question, I watched this during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. During quarantine, I was not in New York City. So I watched this on maybe one too many glasses of wine, bawled my <laughs> eyes out, and then had to watch it again sober so I could fully process and digest and take it in. But I loved the movie. Like I said, it's bittersweet because it's the last movie of the three, mm-hmm. and it's them moving on to the next major chapter of their lives and it had such great shots of new york city and i missed new york city so much and i think that's also what made me just lose it so that's my relationship with this movie watching this five months ago yeah uh, i'm just picturing you like prepping yourself to watch this movie and pouring yourself multiple glasses of wine (laughs) yeah absolutely (laughs) i'm trying to remember where i was i think So I actually, our our situations have changed a little bit. I am no longer in the city. I have moved out of New York Mm -hmm. to the Burbs. And you are back in New York. Mm Mm-hmm. We switched. Yeah. So were you in the city in February? I was. I can't remember. I think it was actually that weekend that I moved. So I 
watched the movie in my apartment in New York. I forced <laughs> Frank. I was like, we're watching this yes. movie together. No disruption. <laughs> yeah. And then I moved out a few days later. So things hit a little bit differently now, now that I'm yeah. not in New York. All right. So specifics. Obviously, New York is something we like about this movie. Mm-hmm. It made me homesick. Yeah, I bet. It made me just remember like the random places that New York will take you. Like you'll just have a chance encounter maybe and your day will just turn upside down. Specifically that scene where she goes to the NYU party. Yeah. And then meets these girls and helps them move a couch. I, yeah. I don't know. I was weirdly sentimental about that. No, I bet. And you spent upwards of 10 years in here, right? In yeah, New York City. Yeah. Like, I think, oh, shoot, like 12, 12, 13 oh years. Gosh. Yeah. That's a lot of years for all these experiences and adventures and journey. Yeah, a journey for sure. But now that you're back and you rewatch this movie, are you like, oh, it feels so good to be home? It does. It's exactly that. Like, oh, Washington Square Park, that's like right down the street. Yes. Oh, I remember just walking there. Like we did just the other week. Yeah. Walking through there, like we know exactly where they are, <laughs> where they're going. Yeah, definitely. It is a yeah. good love story uh, or shout out to New York City for sure. They I think, did a good job. Yeah. I think they did. I felt like an ad for NYU. That too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's true. Um, what are some other things you like about this movie? Probably the same things we've talked about for the first and second ones, mm-hmm. just, like the wholesomeness of it, the innocence, the like the characters, how just like adorable they all are mm-hmm. and the how relatable their issues are, even though we're all in like different chapters in life. But I feel like the characters and the challenges they go through are all very relatable. Yeah, I love the I know I remember us talking about this, but just the the nod to the Asian their Asian heritage and mm-hmm. culture. Yeah, I really love that they also, they showed Seoul and them, like, traveling around South Korea. That was really cool. Um, I did really like the part where, maybe not like, may not be the right verb for it, but where LJ was telling uh, Peter that someone came up to her and started talking to her in Korean and how she struggled with that because she looks like somebody who could speak Korean. Mm -hmm. And I thought, especially with everything going on recently, it just, like, I don't remember thinking about that part when I watched this in February, but rewatching this last night, and I was like, oh, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Like, that's very real and also something that I seem to talk about a lot these days, too. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. I really liked that part as well. Obviously, they go to Korea, we get to see something that a lot of people probably don't usually get to see mm-hmm. in a mainstream movie. And I did appreciate that line that we're talking about where LJ feels a little bit out of place in Korea. Someone comes up to her and starts speaking Korean and she doesn't really know how to handle it and she misses her mom and then she's kind of struggling with this identity right exactly crisis. I I don't know if it's a crisis. I I, I did appreciate that. My mm-hmm. one problem with this is that that's literally the only time that this is brought up. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so That's true. That's a good point. I think I'm being a little bit harsh. I actually put that in something I don't like about the movie. I was like, while I appreciate they acknowledge it, it just, it, upon my rewatches, it feels a little bit more contrived. I really liked it the first mm. time I saw it. I was like, oh, they're yeah. going to acknowledge that she, you know, is struggling with her Asian American identity. Right. Um, but yeah, that's just kind of it. But upon reflection, you're like, you know what? This movie's not about that. It's about her and Peter. I guess it's like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like, she's just a normal yeah. American teenager. Right, right, right. It's fine, you know? No, that's a good angle. I didn't think about how that was the only part, the yeah. only time in the movie. Yeah. 
Yeah, but you know, I, I agree with you. It's it's great that they put it in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, similar to you, obviously, to make the podcast a little bit more interesting, I guess. Um, people are probably like, it's so sweet. It's so endearing. They're so adorable. But genuinely, they really, really are. And I think yeah. that's why this movie <laughs> is so enjoyable to watch. And I just found myself kind of like being, oh, I'm going to miss them. I miss them already. Yeah. They dialed up the sweetness in this movie, I think, between LJ and Peter Kavinsky. I feel like they were making up for lost time because Peter wasn't really in the second movie that much because we were true introduced to John Ambrose. True. So I, I was like, oh, they're so sweet to each other. It's a little bit cloying at times, but... Huh. Come to think of it, I guess they were. <laughs> I liked it though. I was just like, this is so unreal. I oh, love I it though. It too. I love I it. <laughs> Peter, I think I think we were a little bit hard on him in the second movie in the conversation. I was thinking about that too. <laughs> but uh I think he kind of redeems himself in some ways in this movie. He's yes, he's a little bit short sighted and uh well, I don't know. Maybe we can get into that a little bit later, but I think he's uh, yeah, still yeah. sensitive, supportive. I think he has more depth in this movie. Uh, he has that whole arc with his dad, which mm-hmm. I personally really liked. Mm-hmm. And the one scene that really stood out to me about Peter and his character in this movie is when LJ finally works up the courage in New York to tell him that she got rejected from Stanford and they're in that little cupcake shop. <gasps> yes. And she's kind of spiraling, right? She's like, I don't know. You know, I'm going to Berkeley. I looked it up. It's only an hour yeah. away. Blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, we'll get through this. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, hold up. Just stop. And his first question is, are you okay? I know. Oh my gosh, Val. I was like, oh my gosh, how sensitive, how aware. How mature. So oh, absolutely. Mature. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. just like loved that about Peter. Yep. Are you okay? Oh my goodness. What a thoughtful question to ask. Yeah. Who would have thought, you know, like somebody would ask that. <laughs> I mean, wow. Yeah. That's just indicative of who Peter is as a character for me. A hundred percent with you. Yeah. That's what I love about him. Mm-hmm. We get to see LJ grow up. I think, you know, with every progression of every movie, she's matured a little bit more. I think in this one, she's finally taking ownership of her decisions. Granted, it's hard to make those decisions. And she kind of goes through these ups and downs about doubt and uncertainty. But I feel like when she was like, I'm going to go to NYU, she was like, I'm going. Yeah, yeah. I'm going and I'm not sure I'm going to want to transfer either. Like, Mm -hmm. this is... It for me long term. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. that's a that's a lot of strength to get to that point. Yeah. Yeah, she fell in love with it. Yeah. Don't blame her. No. <laughs> and then one random thing that I that I liked about this movie was mm-hmm. LJ and Peter and their movie theme date. Big Lebowski, they go bowling together. Yeah. I've never thought about a movie themed date before. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh that's pretty cute. Yeah. Oh, it made me I wrote that down too. I'm like, I miss dating and like coming up with date ideas like i can't remember when i had a you know the last time i had to like sit down and brainstorm mm. what do i want to do with my significant like let's plan something yeah is that mm-hmm. i don't know if people do that necessarily a movie themed date but i dig it it made me consider it i was like should i yeah you should do one that's it's all the boys i love i'm sure frank would love that oh yeah i'm sure he'd be like so eager for that <laughs> yes Anything else for you? I did. Uh, it's same thing with how they're just so relatable and it made me miss dating and having a significant other. Like how they just, they fell asleep watching a movie. Like I just thought that was so pure and so cute and like, oh, I miss that. Yeah. And I did love the themes, which we can 
talk about later. Yeah. But yeah, the themes of how she found herself and how she wanted to go to this school. I uh, just random note. You mentioned the scene where they fall asleep together watching a movie. Mm-hmm. Why are they watching a movie on their laptop? So I've thought about that. Okay, yeah, tell me. <laughs> Do you think there's a TV in that room? I don't know why there wouldn't be. I agreed, agreed. But remember that scene where it's um, tree has like moved in and all of her furniture, and yes. they like show the updated. I think it's like a yellow mm-hmm. couch. I don't recall seeing a TV there. So either they took it down or there never was a TV, which means then they would have to watch on their laptop. I agree. I don't know why there wouldn't be a TV. But like, if there were a TV, then maybe they also wanted to watch on their laptop because it's like they can't stream it on the TV. It's they're usually watching like older classics or they wanted to like watch on their headphones and not bother others. I don't know. I've thought of the same thing that you've thought of. Like, why are they doing that? <laughs> you bring up a good point. I don't I don't see a TV in the room, mm-hmm. but I can imagine there not being a TV, considering how upwardly mobile this family is and yeah. how family-centered they are. I'm sure they're watching things together as a family and all that stuff. But I, I guess I questioned it like, oh, is this what young kids do? Is that they just watch things on their laptop because it's, oh, I, didn't I even don't know, think about that. easier to and they could plug in their headphones because they were, you know, they each had one earbud. Right. I just, I've never seen that. And I, I personally don't love movie watching experiences like that. Like hearing yeah, something same. out of just one ear. Or on a small screen. Exactly. Yeah. Weird things that we uh, notice and put a lot yeah, of thought I into. Pick up on. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. So what are some things you don't like about this movie? There weren't many, but there were two that I wrote down. Okay. One, how LJ got her song in the end. That song that she had heard on the rooftop and Peter, which who I agree with what he said in response. He's like, it's like I wasn't there. So I feel like our song should be like we both listened to or both had this experience together. And then in mm-hmm. the end, he he like gave her what she wanted. And like they, he played it at the end. Like so she got her song, even though Peter has no tie to it. So I didn't really like that. And I also did not like mm. her long hair because, you know, I like that. I'm like, you know. We know that she has short hair in real life. Yeah. Other than the part at the end where they have her set up in New York City and she has short hair to show that that's in the future. I don't understand why they kept her with long hair. Like you could tell it was fake. You could see her real hair underneath it at times Mm -hmm. and it just bothered me. Ugh, Val, you and I are the same. So (laughs) the hair bothered me i didn't know yeah. if it was even worth bringing up because oh. i was like is anyone even gonna notice this no let's talk about it <laughs> so i follow lana condor on instagram and uh-huh. i remember like the timeline in which she started recording or filming these movies and she had yeah. just chopped her hair and if you watch her i think starting the second movie you can tell it's a wig and it's like not a very good wig oh even the second one i think oh, it I starts in the second and... one but okay. for me in the third one, I definitely noticed it as well. Like yeah. the hairband, headband placement sometimes just mm-hmm. looks a little bit weird. Yeah, the hair just looks a little fake. It's a lot of hair too. It is, it is. But in terms of the song, I, I didn't really think about it. Yeah, Peter, I think just concedes and is like, yep. I guess this is our song. I think it was just, I don't know, a gesture. I can see how Take that, me it back, is please. Ge- yeah, yeah. I don't know. She just, she gets everything that she wants. Yeah. Hmm. Good point. Good point. For me, it felt a little bit choppy at times. I think because this movie's trying to do a lot, like there's a lot of different locations happening 
mm-hmm. right? They're in Seoul, and then they have like those little animated transitions to go back to Oregon, and then mm-hmm. prom, and then New York City, and then the wedding. And I was like, I guess that was the easy way to tell the audience where we are, but I don't know. It felt a little bit choppy. Mm, you didn't like the transitions? Not really, but I guess okay. they're necessary. I don't know. Oh, do you mean the like the chapters? Yeah, like the titles where they're like, oh, the wedding. Uh, right, 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 right. Gotcha. And New York City. Mm, I remember now. That didn't bother me so much. Didn't mm. they do something somewhere in the other movies? I think so, but I feel like there was just so much more in this movie. I think because they're just in so many different locations. That's true. Right, right. And this isn't necessarily about the movie in general, but just as a whole of like society and watching a movie taking place in high school. I have two things that I want to talk to you about. Mm-hmm. One being promposals and mm. two being kids posting, or I, I guess I shouldn't be calling them kids, teenagers posting their reactions to getting into schools. That one I noted down to. I don't like these things as a society. I feel, I mean, promposals, I guess I didn't know that these were a thing and only mm-hmm. through watching these teen focused films. And I came away with these two points thinking, oh my gosh, thank God I'm not in high school anymore. Yeah, same. It's so much pressure. It is a lot of pressure. And you're surrounded by it and all your peers are doing it. Like, it's all around you. I mean, for, like, kids who deal with so much mental health and how this is such a topic of conversation these days, I feel like this is the opposite of maintaining a healthy mental, I don't know, balance. Yeah, I agree. It certainly doesn't help. Was this a thing when you were in high school? I know you're a few years younger than me. Maybe I should be giving you a little bit more credit. But did you, like, was this a thing for you? I don't remember promposals being a thing. No, I don't recall being surrounded by that when I was in school. These are two things that I, I, uh, I'm i not fans of. Yeah, I'm with you. Also, yeah, when she was scrolling through and seeing all those other kids post their acceptances, a part of me is like, what's the point? You're just posting your reaction to opening up an email? Like, it seems, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of annoying. Yeah, and I do see this as, like, fluff pieces in the news when it actually is that time of year where kids get into schools and stuff like that. Like, it's just so much pressure. Every kid needs to perform and get into their school of choice, and and then just constantly see that. that right. That's tough. Yeah, I agree. I'm with you. Anything else for you about things you don't like? No, those were, you hit on some good ones. Overall, very likable movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's talk themes. You mentioned a few already, but uh, do you yes. want to expand on those? I do love well the ones okay so yeah the importance of family which i feel like we've talked about in the first two also Mm -hmm. love that especially both of us coming from families that are very close Mm -hmm. but i did really love the like the messages in this movie how like things move on like kind of going back to what you were talking about with the chapters with like the dad getting remarried and then going to college like things move on and lj like i wrote down the part where she and she does, like, the voiceover at the wedding. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm going to miss this with all of us together. Oh, yeah. But she, like, acknowledges that things are, like, always going to change. And that's okay. Things move on. And I also love that the, I think this was at the, maybe at the end end, the mm-hmm. voiceover also again of her and her saying that the, like, big movie gesture type of love is just the beginning. Real mm-hmm. love is choosing each other throughout the beginning, the middle, and the end. I love that. Mm-hmm. Like, bringing it all together, tying it in with a song. Yeah, I love I love this theme of it's like very, very adult, very mature, because yeah. things do move on a lot is timing. 
life goes on and people change and you kind of have to like change together and people go through different milestones etc so mm-hmm. i did really like that theme agree with you i also just wrote down growing up mm-hmm. it's hard to grow up and i think this movie kind of paints a, a very relatable theme of the challenges in which someone grows up like yeah moving away from your family yeah getting into college and your sisters are growing up right like kitty's starting to date someone like just stuff like that it's it's a weird new world for the whole family and there's a lot unknown and it's it's hard it's it's really hard making decisions at a at a young age like deciding to go all the way to new york versus staying mm-hmm. an hour away from peter that's a really hard decision to make yeah totally as a teenager uprooting yourself away from your family yeah it is a hard decision mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, one other thing that i took away was the idea of second chances for me one of the big moments was when and this is actually a favorite scene of mine is when peter and his dad are at the diner and his dad's mm. like trying to come back into peter's life and yeah. he has this moment where his dad's like that's what you do when you love someone is that when you, you just make it work you try hard yeah. to make it work and that's what resonates with peter and ultimately helps peter decide yeah i want to make it work with lj right um yeah i cried in that scene <laughs> yeah that was very uh, very moving and i also i think i like rewound the i watched the like the entire credit scene because i love the <laughs> flashbacks to the first and second movies yeah but the part where they also there's like a quick scene where lj and peter have a meal out with the dad's family Mm. i just thought that was like so adorable and just Mm -hmm. so just so cute that they're like able to move on and finding each other again yeah totally a side note do you know who the dad is in this movie mr kavinsky Mm -mm. he plays elliot who's the young kid in et no yes i was watching this movie the first time i was like why does this guy look so familiar to me he's elliot in et yeah, and I, I have not seen anything else, I think, since E.T. I can't believe you recognized him. I was, I don't know, I was just like, something about him looks so familiar, and then I looked up his IMDb, and I was like, oh my goodness. Wow, that's wild. Yeah, I mean, it's it's <laughs> it's such a, it's a nice throwback, I guess, for a series of films who are so into nostalgia. I, I guess I like that little nod to one of the biggest yeah. films in the 80s, or of wow. all time, I guess, yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, it gets me now when I get older about kids and their relationships with their parents and overcoming hardship. I get very emotional in those moments. Mm-hmm. The other favorite scene I had was, to no surprise probably, is mm-hmm. the end when Peter gives the yearbook and has that voiceover and they flash back to a yeah. young Laura Jean and a young Peter. To their meet cute. To their meet cute. Oh my <laughs> gosh, it was like painfully sweet uh it made my heart swell and i was like this is ugh, my heart did somersaults i think is what Uh peter says in his note i mean how how can you not like that i know it's adorable it's it's adorable some may say it's a little too over the top but no i thought it was perfect yeah yeah but to add on to what you said about you know growing up and connecting about peter and his dad it's he says something about when you love someone you put in the work and I don't think I had that awareness when I was 17 or 18 years old. I thought that relationships were just, if it's meant to be, it's easy. Yeah. Relationships are not hard work. That's the whole idea of a relationship is that it comes naturally. But Your soulmate, like, that's it. That's it. You found them, done. Yeah. And I really, really like the acknowledgement of relationships 
being work. And yeah. that doesn't sound sexy or doesn't sound pretty, but it's reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Anything else for you for your favorite scene? Oh, favorite scene. Where yeah, sorry. I, I, uh, <laughs> I connected the themes and the scenes no, here. No, that was a very <laughs> smooth segue. I loved it. I loved... It was in the beginning when she's in Korea and she's refreshing her decision for Stanford. Mm. And then she like, she like fast forward, she like is dreaming of the future of like fast forwarding, like graduation and then their <laughs> wedding and then yes. them buying the house and she's pregnant. And I love that. It's so hilarious. Yeah. It must've been so much fun to film, but it's like, everyone does that. I, I definitely do that. Right. Th- like you, yep. you like have one experience and then you start thinking like, oh my gosh, this mm. is going to happen five years down the line, 10 years down the line. Yep. I see it already. That was, uh, I love that. That was so funny. And then she like, and then it like went back to reality. Yeah, I agree. But, Those scenes were great. I, all I could think about was, wow, they must have had so much fun filming this. Exactly. Yeah, same, same. So cute. Yeah, so I loved that one. And I did love, it's probably more of the, the quote more than the scene, mm-hmm. but where they're talking, I think they're packing for New York City. And Chris, Chris was asking LJ, like, what? You guys haven't slept together? And she's like, we burn low and slow. We're like brisket. We're like brisket. That is so perfect. I love it. So funny. That love was that really line. sweet. I love the delivery of it. She's mm-hmm. like, I don't know. She's admitting that they haven't slept together, but she's confident in that too. Like, she doesn't feel insecure in that. Yeah, that's true. She's not like ashamed when she's telling Chris. Right. Yeah. And she's, yeah, we'll burn low and slow, which is great, so which is fine. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> we burn low and slow. Oh, man. I gotta start using that one. So <laughs> I also, this is kind of, what's the word? Contradictory? Mm-hmm. Uh, not my favorite, not one of my favorite scenes, but I did really appreciate it how they broke up after prom. I thought how. Mm. Lana Condor acted after Oof. Noah left the room was so real and like, oh gosh, it just like ate mm. me. It was so, I just thought she did such a good job portraying like the mixed feelings. The, like you can kind of see her going through like denial and then she's upset. Like, oh, I just loved it's a that lot. scene. It's a lot. I thought she did a really good job. Yes. I really liked that scene as well. Um, mm-hmm. I think they cut out all the music. So it's just her and her reactions to yeah. what just had happened. I think she shines in this scene. Like, yeah, she Mm -hmm. goes through all the emotions. Her facial expressions are so animated Mm -hmm. and perfect. So good. Give her all the awards. Yeah. All right. Well, I accidentally shared all my favorite scenes, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) is there anything else that I cut you off of for themes? No, 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 not at all. Nope, that was it. Okay, cool. Okay, so let's move right along to WTF moments. So these are the plot holes and the most unrealistic moments. Mm -hmm. Do you want to kick us off here? Sure. I wrote down the layout of Washington Square Park because like we were Mm. talking about, like we were just there walking through. Yes. And it's so minor, but when they're like, so they're like walking towards the chess tables, but then they all of a sudden, like they don't see them turning around. It'd be awkward to like do a U-turn or like Mm. walk on the outside of the park. Anyway, so just general layout of the park, as well as when they're like facing the NYU buildings, or I guess they're like walking towards Jen and those other college students. Yeah. And there are those planters in the middle of the walkway. Like that's not there normally. Yeah. 
I admit I missed that. I think mm-hmm. my my critical eye for New York is already starting to fade. Ugh, no, don't so say that. It was also probably me being like hyper aware because I can. <laughs> yeah, you you live very close to Washington Square right Park. Right there. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. That kind of, it didn't even bother me. It was just me being like, let's see if I can point something out. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it was that. But I did not, I didn't not like it, but it was unrealistic. The rooftop party. Like, one, oh my gosh, yes. Where is this? <laughs> Two, what kind of college students are partying on a rooftop? Like, I definitely was not cool enough. Granted, mm. I didn't go to school in the city, but I was not cool enough in college to go to a rooftop party. Three, why is it so empty? Like, you have room to walk around and dance? Like, what rooftop party is this? Four, what's the... I just couldn't... Four, where's the alcohol? And I get that they're trying to be wholesome and everything, but it just did not seem like a college party to me. Yes. A thousand percent. WTF this college party. (laughs) Who are these kids? Why is it so fancy? They have a live band. That too. Right, right. Yeah, I couldn't get over it. I, I I mean, all I could chalk it up to is just they were really leaning into the glamour of New York City and just mm-hmm. trying to show all it has to offer. Mm-hmm. But I did love the line where Jen and Chris are like, uh, these guys are hot, like 20% hotter than people at back at home. And so I do think that people in New York, and especially actually in like certain neighborhoods of New York, are actually much more attractive than, maybe I shouldn't say that. I don't know. But yes, no, New Yorkers are very beautiful. Yeah, it's funny you say that because Kyle, whenever he visits, he's always like, man, so people here are like way more attractive. And I'm like, is it is that true? Or is it just density? Like there are more mm. percentage, like just more people, thus more probability of running across someone who's attractive. That's a really good know. point. That's definitely a really good point. I think there's something to be said about New Yorkers also because maybe the density is so high and people are just like walking, right? Like they're not really sitting and right. exchanging words. I don't know. They're not stopping to do things. They're exchanging just walking from words. point A to point B. <laughs> yes. They're walking with a purpose. And I think that like... Oh, like maybe, the confidence? The confidence. Oh, thank you for saying that. I was like, maybe this is way off base, but no, I think it's like the confidence. Huh. I was just like walking that. and not stopping to do anything. You're just like, wow, this person, they know what they're doing. Maybe Man, that adds to uh, the no, attractiveness. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Like I live and or go to school in the city. Thus, I'm the shit. I know what I'm doing. Mm. That air. I don't, I get that. I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. But I guess at a party, I mean, yeah, I can probably come up with that thought as well. These people are just so much hotter than people back home. A hundred percent. And it's funny that we're talking about this because dad, when he was in town, he was actually just pointing out, he was like, I don't see these, like, I don't, the people who dress like this here, they don't dress like this in North Carolina. I'm like, are you saying that people are more fashionable here? He's like, yeah, I think that's Hmm. it. I was like, yeah, I'd I'd agree. (laughs) Yeah. You're a little more daring here. Like there's a... I told him, I think, and this is my personal observation, I think uh, New Yorkers tend to wear more solids and less, like, flashy and busy mm. patterns. That's just, like, what I've noticed. Uh, but yeah, I would agree. Like, people don't dress like this in other parts of the world. Yes. I definitely think the fashion has something to do with it. Mm-hmm. And just the nature of having so many so many different types of people, young, old, gay, straight, black, white, Asian, right? So you mm-hmm. really see a very wide range Mm. of people. 
and they're also different like when we were sitting in washington square park just a few weeks ago i was like i miss this because where i live now it's a lot more homogenous Mm -hmm. there's a lot less opportunity to just sit and people watch yeah yeah so i'm kind of in more of a box now right so the people kind of just look the same but whereas in the city you're like oh wow a lot a lot more difference you see a lot more difference and i think that adds to maybe the attractiveness i don't know no i agree the diversity and i i love that this you're saying like don't take it for granted Mm-hmm. Don't yeah, I don't take it for like granted. That. Mm-hmm. Live it up. One of my WTF moments uh, from the beginning is that. But really, what is the chance that they find their mom's lock on Soul Tower? I know. I mean, I've never put a lock anywhere. Like I know that there are a lot of places in the world where people put love locks. But I started to read that a lot of these bridges are starting to get so heavy that they have to actually <gasps> cut the locks. So new people can put new locks on. So that's kind of where I was coming from. Well, it's kind of funny, like in a really dark way. Yeah. I I would imagine that like at least 20 years ago, I think LJ's parents put the lock on. I don't know. I've never been to Seoul, Seoul Towers. Maybe that's a thing. Yeah. Neither have I. That's kind of, oh my gosh, that's kind of funny. (laughs) It's like, oh, I'm going to put this on. That means our love is pure forever. And like, they go back to wherever they are in the world and some like construction workers just chopping it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it is a sad image for sure. (laughs) Another one I have is PK, or in my notes, I started referencing him as PK, Peter Kavinsky, Mm -hmm. welcoming LJ back home after a long international flight from Korea and they just like kiss and cuddle and I'm like yikes no the first thing I want to do when I get home from an international trip is to shower a hundred percent I feel like a grease ball right and depending on time of day sleep to try and get oriented back onto the time zone oh I'm with you Mm -hmm. or like eat a snack yeah (laughs) (laughs) I'm so hungry they didn't feed me on this flight exactly exactly to be young I know. You really just um, bounce back really quick. Yes. <laughs> so another one I have is a high school senior trip to New York City. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know these are very privileged kids who come from assumingly very wealthy families, but this mm-hmm. is a really big trip for a high school senior class. Yeah, that must have cost hundreds of dollars. Yeah. And I, I don't know if that's a thing. I was trying to remember my high school senior year. I don't think we took a trip anywhere. I don't think so. I don't remember us doing that either. Definitely not across state lines. Oh, definitely not. When I was in middle school for our eighth grade trip, we took a trip down to DC. Okay, more dual, more like reasonable. Like a road trip. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. I was just like, this is this is insane. This is a crazy trip to be taking across the country. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. How did they settle on NYU? How did they settle on New York City? Like, they could have done the opposite, right? Like, they were both going to go to NYU, and then she doesn't get in, and then they tour Stanford. You know? Mm. Like, how did they choose NYU? Good point. Just wanted something to happen in New York, I guess. I mean, it's not a bad place to choose, but I'm just <laughs> wondering. Right? Yeah, I guess if you're going to do a city, you might as well do yeah, New York Yeah, go city. all out. Um, And then for me, another one is just the sheer fact, do high schools accept more than one kid at like these Ivy League schools? I know Stanford's not Ivy League. Stanford is still a very, very competitive, top-notch school, Mm -hmm. but they were so confident that they would both get in. Or not so confident, right? But like, (laughs) do, do these fancy elite colleges accept more than one kid per high school? That's a good point. Yeah, it's usually only like one, maybe two. Maybe two, right? Yeah, good point. So I did not think about that. 
Yeah, it was a little uh, WTF-y. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anything else for you? Nothing other than, well, I guess there is one other thing, other than, like, LJ's hair, which we talked about. Yeah. <laughs> How is Jen all of a sudden so nice? Mm. Like, I get that they did their whole reconciliation in the second one, but she did, like, a complete 180, like, just so nice to LJ. It was kind of odd for me. It did feel a little bit quick and kind of out of nowhere. Yeah. Maybe because... I don't know, the timing, like we had a year in between the second movie and the third movie. And you're like, oh, wait, they're friends again. It, it was hard yeah. to catch up, I guess. But I agree with you on that. But I kind of liked it. It was fine. Yeah, it definitely made for like her New York City. Exp- I mean, yeah, without Jen, she wouldn't even have been invited to that. True, party. Like, it true. Was, it was fine. I just thought it was very like, like you said, it was just hard for me to like, get up to speed very quickly. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I should have more WTF moments, but I'm okay with it. We went through a few. I'm okay with the ones we went through. Yeah. Okay, so your thoughts on the ending of this movie? I did like the ending, as with all of them. (laughs) (laughs) We can talk about whether they stay together later, because I have mixed feelings about that. But yeah, I'm, I'm happy with the ending. Yeah, same. I already said I loved the yearbook exchange. You know, you mentioned LJ's hair. I didn't realize we were going to talk so much about her hair. But, you know, the shorter hair signifies she's, to me, that she's more mature. She's kind of like letting things go a little bit. Oh. But I like that we end with this voiceover. She's hopeful for the future. Yeah. And I kind of like that she's self-aware and saying, oh, yeah, two kids, 3,000 miles apart, four years. They're never going to make it. But we are because we're Peter and Laura G. <laughs> I could just see you like just start bawling when she says that. I mean, I'm laughing and crying at the same time because I'm laughing mm-hmm. like this is so outrageous. Michelle, why are you crying? Yeah. But um, I liked that it's hopeful and it was pretty perfect for these characters. Mm-hmm. It's a good ending. It is. Yeah, I couldn't think of anything else I might have preferred. So Same. Yeah, agreed. Do you have anything else to add about LJ being relatable? No, like we touched about earlier about like social media, like I'm sure that's very relatable for high schoolers Mm -hmm. these days. But even outside of that, just like peer pressure, everyone can relate to that. So like the challenges I thought were very relatable. And like you talked about with connecting with not even connecting. But yeah, anyway, Peter with his dad of just overcoming family Mm -hmm. struggles like that, I thought was very relatable. The fact that they had a very diverse cast, they had an Asian principal, mm-hmm. which I loved, like, just in general, I thought it was, they, they did a good job. Yeah. I was trying to think to myself why I like LJ so much as a character. And obviously, for me, the likability and relatability is very high for me. Mm-hmm. I think that's why I have a soft spot for these movies and and LJ. She says a few times in this movie that she expects love to be all-consuming and you know, this very dramatic, overwhelming feeling. And I definitely had those same feelings and expectations about what love is supposed to be. And she even says that she's a sentimental person. Like when, you know, in the voiceover at the wedding, she's like, I'm going to hold on to these memories and Mm -hmm. the overthinking and the fantasizing, all these things. Like, again, we've talked about this before, but I'm doubling down on it. I think that these things about LJ is what make her so relatable. And I I think I love her. (laughs) What's there not to love? Yeah, I obviously, for movie's sake, things are exaggerated a little bit, but I found myself just being like, I feel so seen by her. (laughs) Yeah, she is very relatable. 
Yeah, I have nothing else to add. I, I feel like very strong feelings about her. Mm-hmm. So in terms of a favorite character, we've talked a lot about LJ and Peter, but I want to throw out Dr. Covey in this category, mm-hmm. John Corbett. I wish that he was utilized a little bit more in these movies. I really like him. I think he's so sweet and so goofy. Yeah. In this movie, he has a lot of advice and knowledge, but it's not like condescending. I think he's this great dad who's like friends with his daughters and yeah. he's never like scolding them. There's this one scene where LJ stays home from school at eight in the morning and is watching Romeo and Juliet. Mm-hmm. And he's mm-hmm. just like, why aren't you in school? And she's like, I don't know. I made up an excuse. What do you think is worse, mono or dysentery? And he's like, oh, mono is way worse or something, something. And then he just walks out like, yeah. nothing. Like, hey, <laughs> go to school. Yeah, yeah. You shouldn't miss school. He just walks out. He's like, no, see you later. Like, I trust you to make the right decision. I don't know why that hit me. I was like, oh, that's a interesting kind of dad. I agree. And I thought the same also of Trina. Mm. How it might have been the same scene where she says, like, go and like go live up senior year, like enjoy your boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Not like that, but like I just thought she was so funny and like so cute. Yeah. Or also the part where she is like like you were saying, not lecturing, but like giving good advice to Kitty. Kitty says that thing, right? About like, you guys are just going to break up anyways. Yeah. She's like, you know, it's true. And Trina's like, it might be, but it doesn't mean it's okay to say out loud. Yeah. That was so sweet. Ugh, Trina's great. Like, I love how I love her. seamless that relationship was mm-hmm. in the movie. Mm-hmm. And the kids just really respect her and like her. And they're just so happy for their dad. I know. I Yeah, I appreciated that part. But agreed. It was seamless. That's a really great adjective like they didn't harp too much Mm -hmm. on it but she was there and she became part of their lives yeah and i remember i'm remembering our conversation from the second movie you said that you did not like trevor who's played by ross butler what are your thoughts of him in this movie i think they like kind of subdued him a little bit more (laughs) this one he's okay i don't love him i don't hate him he's just yeah same i kind of wish we got a little bit more ridiculous antics from him (laughs) this time because I kind of liked him in the second one. Uh, but he does have a great line in this movie where they walk down the stairs prom and Chris is like, yeah, flatter me with compliments. And she's like, I look like a Botticelli. And he's like, which is like a pasta? I don't know why that made me chuckle. And I was like, this is perfect for Trevor. Do you wonder where if like some of, if all those lines are scripted or not or if it's just them? That's a good question. I, I actually think that some of them are improvised. I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. I guess that's what I want to believe also. Exactly. Okay, so here we are. Do the characters stay together? (sighs) (laughs) Sigh. Sigh. The pessimism in me is saying no. Mm -hmm. And I agree. Like I love her whole voiceover at the end, how she closes out the movie and how she acknowledges it's hard. Yeah. Uh, But like, honestly, realistically, probably not. (laughs) I wrote real talk, probably not. (laughs) Real talk. (laughs) Yeah, like we, of course, want them to stay together. And maybe in this make-believe world, they will. Mm -hmm. But realistically, no. How many high school sweethearts stay together, let alone after going to colleges on the opposite side of the United States? Right. I wrote down a few things that I think that could possibly and realistically happen here. I can see them maybe like going through the first year, maybe even second year together. Like making it work Mm -hmm. because college is scary so like the first few years you want to just hold on to something right so they hold Mm -hmm. on to each other and then maybe towards the end of college and graduation it's like you know what maybe it's best that we explore our not explore our options but maybe let's just take a break like this isn't working we're growing in different directions Mm -hmm. so they break up after graduation but then I can actually see them getting back together again maybe like 
a year or two after graduation. Wait, after high school or college College graduation? graduation. Oh, interesting. What makes you say that? I feel like there are some people who need their space in college and can find their way back to each other. At least that's like the fantasy idea mm-hmm, of it mm-hmm. all. Because I do want them to end up together. You know, I, I don't really believe yeah. that they'll make it through four years with that easily. Yeah. So that's my devil's advocate point of view. I like that take on it. I agree that like, but here's my mm. thing. And so like Eldra, she's going to NYU. She's going to New York City. Going back to what we were talking about, just density. Like she's going to meet so many people. Yeah. And somebody's bound to catch her eye. Like, it's just timing, you know, like just who you're surrounded with 24-7. And whether that means growth or just attraction to somebody else or you just like find somebody who you're more interested Mm in. Yeah. Yeah, I just find it hard to believe that they'd stay together. But I do like that take of maybe they'll come back together. But then I'm thinking like, what are they doing? Maybe she'll do something like the literary arts. But then what's he doing? He's not going to become like... A professional athlete right. so what what job is he gonna take up and is that gonna still be on the west coast is it gonna be on the east coast i don't know yeah yeah all great questions who knows i mean <laughs> would you be into a to all the boys for like five years into the future a thousand percent <laughs> would, would you i would but like yeah are they together are they not to- maybe they have broken up and like they find this is the five years later is them maybe coming back together oh, i would love that i would love oh my gosh i would <laughs> eat that shit up jenny han write another book please it's kind of like didn't they do a younger like a fast forward lizzie mcguire <laughs> oh uh i actually never really watched lizzie mcguire i watched bits and pieces really? growing up i don't know how that show ended I, I don't remember how it ended, but they, it, it was, I think it was canceled, mm. but they were gonna do something where she was. Yes, I know what you're talking I think about like, now. Yeah, living as a, you know, yeah, 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 in the city. I would love something like that for this, for, um, to the boys I love. Yeah, I, it never ended up happening because Hillary Duff was like, what they wrote is unrealistic. I want to provide a realistic 30 right. something right, right. Lizzie McGuire's, but. It'd be so hard to do, but I'd be so curious. Yeah, same. It, it would be, I think maybe not. It wouldn't be as charming as like these movies, so I, I get that. Maybe just let like a good thing let it let it be. Yeah, but I would a thousand percent watch it. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> We'd be there. Oh yeah, but I think we knew when we were recording the second one that there might be a spinoff that Kitty might be getting her own series or movie yes, or something. Forgot about that. Yeah. I wonder. Maybe LJ will make an appearance. I don't know. Oh, is it the same? I thought it was just her as an actress. Is it the same thing? Is It is a spinoff, like a continuation of the storyline? No idea. I gotta do research. Yeah, no, same. I sadly did not dig into that, but hmm. I'm, I'm here for it. I watch anything that has anything to do with yeah. this universe. Same. Have you been to Levain in New York City, the cookie shop that they reference in this movie? It's funny because I rewatched it last night and I went there for the very first time with Kyle, ah. just like last week no way yeah had heard about it all these years and just never gone and then finally went what was your take on them it had been hyped up to mm. me all these years so I, I think they were very delicious cookies we actually got their like banana bread which oh. was i think like fresh out of the oven it was warm and that was amazing like we preferred that over the cookies oh interesting i have not had their banana bread mm-hmm. but similar to you very i was good. like why does everyone talk about these cookies mm-hmm and they really double down on it in this movie, too. So I've been. Mm-hmm. And my hot take is that I don't like their cookies. 
Yeah, they're yeah, I agree. They're, I guess it's not that hot since you have the same take. But uh Agreed. Yeah, they're too doughy. I'm not a doughy kind of cookie fan. I like my cookies a little bit flatter, chewier, mm. crisper on the around the edges. Mm-hmm. They are very doughy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess go check them out. I think they still I think they actually like deliver. Like you can like freeze and bake them now. Yeah. Viv got it delivered to North Carolina. Oh. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, like they have that much I don't know, clout where they're able to do that and people will seek them out across the country, but ah, they're overrated to me. Yeah. All right, so let's talk music. Um, I I think that the soundtrack was really good. I think it tracks from like the first soundtrack and the second soundtrack. I think this one's still really, really good. Uh, my one call out is that in the trailer, I actually rewatched the trailer after I watched the movie yesterday and they okay. have this song in the trailer, Always and Forever. It's a cover of the Donna... I think her name is Donna Lewis, like the 90s song, I Love You Always mm-hmm. Forever, Near and Far. I loved that cover in the trailer, but it is nowhere to be found in the movie. And oh. I actually had downloaded or added to my playlist on Spotify this Always and Forever uh, cover, but yeah, not in the movie. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why? Oh, I'll have to listen to that. It's actually not even on the soundtrack on Spotify. So I like had to dig deep, like who sings it? Yeah. <laughs> And I will tell you, I will pull out my, my Spotify playlist. Is it on the Rom-Com Weekly? I haven't updated the Rom-Com Weekly playlist. I'm going to. I need to listen. I Love You Always Forever by Betty Who. I'll have to check it out. I'm going to add it to the Rom-Com Weekly Spotify playlist for sure. Yes. Really like that song. What are your thoughts on the beginning, middle, and end song? Oh, I like it. It's not my favorite song of ever or the movies mm-hmm. but i, I liked yeah. it it was fine i didn't like it the first time i saw the movie i was like this is i don't get it yeah but ever was, since yeah. i rewatched the movie yesterday for a conversation it's literally been in my head like for the past 12 hours that's all i can hear it, in my head it's so funny it's cute it makes sense it makes sense exactly yeah. what are your do you have any other thoughts about the soundtrack I do, like you said, it tracks with like all the the previous two movies. I think whoever put the soundtrack together like just did an awesome job. How they played, like I I love the opening scene. How they play, it brought back memories of college when like my friends and I went through like a K-pop theme phase. So hearing some of those songs brought back memories. So I love that they played K-pop songs, yeah, as well as wannabe, and just like such a diverse. And yet, fitting set of songs throughout. Really enjoyed them. The wannabe cover is great. Really good. Mm-hmm. There's nods to the '90s, right? Like they have Oasis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love her line. She's like, uh, "I don't listen to them like on purpose." I was like, "Oof, that hurts." That was like my childhood. <laughs> I definitely felt my age there. Oh, absolutely. Sorry. Quick side note: of them graduating in 2021. Yes. Like. They they are the year of 2021. This year. Yes. I, I was looking at her NYU acceptance letters, like, congratulations for being class of 2025. And I was like, oh, my oh gosh, that sounds like yeah. so far in the future. But it does. It, it does. It's actually not. We're in 2021. Uh, yeah, it's a great soundtrack. Do you, if I were to ask mm-hmm. you now, do you have a favorite, like, which movie had the best soundtrack to you? Probably the first one, just because I, like, I can recall songs from yeah. there like the second and the third one had a great soundtrack but yeah probably just pick the first one just classic i agree mm-hmm. they do play a song in this movie that they played in the first one it's what's that song called i like me better oh they they do i know what you're talking wait what part um it's literally the 
transition where they're going to New York City and the song plays when you're young mm. and in love in New York City. I was like, oh, oh okay, that's, okay. That's a great, great moment. Yeah. So clearly you and I, we have a really, you know, we have love for these these movies, <laughs> I'll say it. But what are your thoughts? <laughs> a little bit. What are your thoughts on, you know, the belovedness of them? Do you think these movies are actually that popular? I think so. Yeah. I mean, I, I <laughs> yes, I a thousand percent think so as well. But I think like, you know, let's talk about this now, I guess. How would you rank the the three movies? I mean, so you're giving this movie a 7.5, which is the highest that you've rated. But do you agree with that now? No, that's a good point because I would have to do one, Mm -hmm. three, and then two. I think that's my order. What about you? Same. Mine is one, three, two. And I think that if you ask anybody who watched these movies, that might be their answer. And in terms of like the quality of movie, I think... It's hard, right? I think the first one is obviously the best. We're introduced to these characters. Mm -hmm. We had zero expectations going into this movie. Mm -hmm. We had no one... I mean, I'm going to say no one. No one knew who Lana Condor was or Noah Santaneo was. And it kind of came out of nowhere. Zero expectations. Mm -hmm. But then, Mm -hmm. progressively, because it was such a good movie and everyone had a very overwhelming response to it, undoubtedly, there's going to be expectations for the second and third movies. So I think it's hard to meet those expectations after a first one is such a big hit. That's true. I I don't know. That's just the nature of, I think, having a trilogy of movies. Agreed. And I think they did a really good job, regardless of the second and Mm -hmm. the third one. I think it stayed consistent for the most part. Mm -hmm. The look and feel, Mm -hmm. the characters. Right. Nothing was way out of line. Yeah. Yeah. So this movie just came out like five, six months ago. So this question might be not relevant at all, but... Has this movie aged well to you? I think so, too. The only thing that I wonder is, you'd be able to tell me, when was this film? Like, was this during the pandemic? I think it was filmed before. So in my light internet digging on this movie is that this movie was filmed back to back with the second one. I do think that there was like a month break in between the two. Maybe they did some, they had to do like re-filming some shots during the pandemic, but I don't, I don't think so. I think it was filmed before. Okay. Okay. Because I wonder, actually, this thought is coming, it's developing as I'm sharing this. They're the the year of 2021. Everyone knows what happened this past Mm -hmm. year, but no one's seen wearing a mask or, like, social distancing throughout the movie. And this movie supposedly took place their senior year, which was this whole year, Mm -hmm, you know? mm -hmm. That just came to me. And they didn't bother me, nor do I think that'll, like, come to my mind later on when I'm watching it or to other people's minds. But, yeah, yeah, I don't have any any other issues with it or how it'll age. I, I found nothing not wrong with it but nothing stood out to me either it's just because it's so new and yeah we've talked about diversity a lot and I really something I always appreciate I think even like in the prom scene where they're taking photos you can see a bunch of different couples I think there's a lot of yeah even that was just like I appreciate that you know these small things Mm -hmm. just make everyone feel included okay so I have some trivia for you here love this part (laughs) so you mentioned the principal and in the flashback, yes. that's the author, Jenny Han. She played the principal. Oh, is it? Yeah, that's her. Oh, my goodness. Laura Jean mentions that New York has a big selection of romantic movies. And she mentions the movie Serendipity. Yeah. Which her dad, John Corbett, was in the movie Serendipity. Have you seen that movie before? Wait, which one's Serendipity again? Serendipity is with John Cusack, Kate Beckinsale. It's in New York. They're, they go to Serendipity, the, the cafe, the restaurant. 
But anyway, John Corbett plays Kate Beckinsale's oh, uh, love okay. interest. I love that. I love that nod to it. I'll have to watch it. Yeah. I actually talked to about that movie on the podcast with Jesse and uh, we <laughs> eviscerated that movie. It was it was fun. But yeah, watch okay. it. Let me know what you think. I'll have to watch and listen. <laughs> Uh, and I think she mentions like the San Francisco rom-coms to be The Wedding Planner and The Bachelor. The Bachelor, which, by the way, is this such a wow! I did not know people still talked about that movie. Uh, I don't think you've I don't you probably even haven't know seen what it. That it's, is. I have not. The Wedding Planner, top notch. Yes, obviously. Mm-hmm. The Bachelor is a movie with Chris O'Donnell. It's in the '90s. It's outrageous. It's outrageous. I don't even. Oh, and Renee Zellweger, she's in that movie. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I've seen that one. Um, so in Laura Jean's notebook of movie titles, when she's planning this movie-themed date, one of the movies she writes down is X-Men Apocalypse, which Lana Condor is actually in. Oh. Right? And then another movie on the list is Charlie's Angels, which Noah Centineo was in the most recent reboot of Charlie's Angels. Oh my gosh, th- that, those are such awesome, like, picks. <laughs> I would not have caught I wouldn't have picked up on those uh, it seems to be you know an intentional choice that they would include those movies the Empire State Building was lit up in the movie's signature colors which is pink blue and yellow specifically for the nights for the scenes filmed in New York City I love that and this film was actually filmed in Seoul and in New York which you can't fake filming in New York Mm. Mm -mm. Uh, but Portland I think all the home Oregon scenes are filmed in Vancouver Okay. And then I wanted to call out a few differences between the book and the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you said that you have not read the books, correct? Mm-mm. Okay. So Mm-mm. these are just like the biggest ones that I pulled. So in the books, this is actually filmed in North, or it's set in North Carolina. So this is where you grew up. LJ struggles between UVA, which is the Stanford in the movie. She doesn't get into UVA. Oh. But she gets waitlisted at UNC Chapel Hill, which is your alma mater. Wait, what? Mm-hmm. So they're completely different schools. I did not know Completely that. different. The geography of the books and the movies are so oh. different. And then she actually ends up deciding to go to the College of William and Mary, which is the NYU in this movie. Is Jenny Han from the South? I have no idea. Like, that's... She might be, if that's, you know, what she's writing about. Huh. Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. So in the books, Margot has a boyfriend ravi who plays a much bigger role in the book huh is she also in scotland in the book she is although the book kind of takes place more during the summer between senior year and freshman year of college okay so the timing is a little bit different as well and again with margo margo has a harder time accepting trina as you know about Mm -hmm. to marry their dad because because she's Mm -hmm. in school so far away she's the, the sister that hasn't spent that much quality time with her Mm-hmm. So there's a lot more of that kind of dynamic in the books. Uh, in the book, Peter's mom asks LJ to consider breaking up with him so that Wait, he doesn't consider transferring schools. So when I think LJ wants to go to the College of William and Mary in the books, mm-hmm. Peter's like, okay, you know, like, well, let's compromise. Let's both transfer to UNC, uh, something like that. So yeah, his mom actually like pulls her aside in the books is like, hey, like he's got a scholarship Ooh. at UVA, like. He might jeopardize his whole future if he leaves the scholarship, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, that's pretty heavy. Ooh, I do not like it. It is heavy. It's heavy. (laughs) Huh. Uh, Two more things about the book. LJ gets drunk at Trina's bachelorette party and breaks up with Peter. 
because she doesn't think they'll make their relationship work. So she's the one who actually breaks up with him. Okay. And then finally, they don't have sex in the book, but they do in the movie. Wow. Very Very Hollywood. Yes. I remember watching the movie and not really liking the fact that they were sleeping together or slept together for the first time because it was such a departure Mm. from the book. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, I I get it. It makes sense for the characters. So you had read the books before watching any of the movies? I watched the first movie and then read all three books. And then the second and third movie came out. So it's been a while since I've read the books. So I had to like... Mm -hmm research uh the differences but completely like would not have been the same like tour of north carolina versus tour of new york city completely different Mm, i mean they're fun very easy reads but there are some things that are just wildly different very different yeah okay well that's all the trivia i have i love it but uh i'm so sad i'm so bitter it's so bittersweet it is really bitter now all i'm thinking is like where's that fourth one right yeah, um, but uh, yeah, we can leave it here. Um, do you have any last thoughts or takes? No, other than, yeah, it is very bittersweet. I'm torn because it's like, kind of like that it's ending here, but kind of don't, right? Because it kind of leaves it up to your imagination to wonder what's going to happen to them. But also, yeah, I do. I'm just curious. I want to know. I want to know what future LJ and Peter are doing. Yeah, I would be okay if Jenny Han just wrote a book. I like, I, I think... If she wrote the story, I would read it. I don't know if I need a movie because I, I kind of want to, I mean, I don't know. There's something to be said about reading things and then going to film. I like to imagine yeah. things in my own head a little bit more. Definitely. But the good news is, is that these are on Netflix. It's very easy to <laughs> cue these up and rewatch them any given time. Yep. But I have just a really random last note before we, yes. you know, end it with LJ and Peter. So I was looking at, Noah Centineo's IMDb page because I was like, oh, I haven't seen him in anything since this movie. Same with same mm. with Lana Condor for that matter. But Noah's next projects are very interesting to me. Mm, like what? He's going to be in a movie directed by Jackie Chan called huh. The Diary, which I think might be coming out later this this year or next year. But Jackie Chan, that's I, I don't know why I can't grasp that. I'm like, oh, is this going to be a martial arts movie? Uh, that was going to be my question. Uh, I look forward to it, I guess. And then another movie that he has queued up is a superhero movie with The Rock called Black Adam. Oh I don't gosh. know anything about this character, but he seems to like be getting ready for Hollywood movies, hmm. like working with The Rock. Like, yeah, that will definitely get seen by many, many, many people. Yes. Very different from what he's been in so yeah, far. Yeah, because huh? he's only, as far as I know, have done these like, netflix rom-coms which arguably might not be that good besides these movies i mean (laughs) so uh yeah i'm just really curious to see where both these lead characters go from here yeah agreed yeah huh because also charlie's angels didn't do well right have you seen that movie i actually have i i thought it was really entertaining it was very entertaining yeah it comes nowhere near the original. oh nowhere near it was entertaining yeah Noah Centineo's character in the movie, I was like, okay, sure, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that concludes our journey with Laura Jean and Peter Kavinsky. Oh, so bittersweet. So bittersweet. Thank you so much, Val. I, this was really, really fun. I loved these three. <laughs> I know. Well, let's just, I guess, fingers crossed that there'll be something in the future where we can see <laughs> yes. LJ and Peter again. But I like that. 
you know, we have a lot of other rom-coms to talk about in the future. So I look forward to that. I love it. (laughs) Thank you so much again. Thank you for having me. Of course. To all tuning in, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Rom-Com Weekly. Please follow us on Instagram at Rom-Com Weekly and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And let us know what you think of this movie, To All the Boys, Always and Forever. What would you rate this on a scale from 1 to 10? And we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. (laughs) 